0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief. It was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. And it was the winter of despair. So Charles Dickens begins his famous novel about the French Revolution, A Tale of Two Cities. Dickinson's description of the times is applicable to every period of great social and political change, for these times throw into stark contrast the conflict of ideas and movements fiercely competing with each other to define the direction of society. As people of faith, how do we advocate for the inclusion of our principles of love, service, justice, and peace? in these, our days? How do we gauge the current political climate against what has happened in our collective past? We turn to our founding principles to see how we have answered the challenge before. And we have faced similar challenges. Welcome home. It was the best of times we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are the rights of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness reflecting on the declaration of independence which he had drafted in 1776 thomas jefferson noted it was intended to be an expression of the American mind and to give that expression the proper tone and spirit called for by the occasion. From the inception of our republic, however, our words have not reflected our reality. The difficult question has been and continues to be for us, to whom do our great ideals apply? Who are all men? Who is protected in our grand political experiment of democracy? Question answered. To achieve ratification of the Constitution, the framers could not fully consider slaves as men, for to have done so would have made the very formation of the Union impossible. Slaves were property Property rights prevailed over human rights. The country, though united physically in one union, was politically and philosophically divided North and South. Ours is a nation built on high aspirations and the difficult compromises which ensure our ability to remain bound together as one nation question, deferred. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. It was the season of light. Those stirring political lyrics to my country, tis of thee, were penned by Samuel Francis Smith in 1831 while a student at Andover Theological Seminary. It was performed right here in Boston in July 1831, and it soon became our unofficial national anthem. That freedom did not ring from every mountainside, however, did not go unnoticed or unchallenged the abolitionist A.G. Duncan soon penned additional verses to our unofficial national anthem. My country, tis of thee, stronghold of slavery. Of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, where men man's rights deride. From every mountainside, thy deeds shall ring. My native country, thee. Where all men are born free, if whites their skin. I love thy hills and dales, thy mounts and pleasant vales, but hate thy Negro sails as foulest sin. Question Revisited. It was the season of darkness. In 1850, the United States Congress passed the Fugitive Slave Act, which required all escaped slaves captured, even in the free states, had to be returned to their masters. Law enforcement officials everywhere were required to arrest people suspected of being a runaway slave and hold them. Quoting a contemporary, at a time like this, scorching irony Not convincing argument is needed. Oh, had I the ability, and could reach the nation's ear, I would today pour out a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, and withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. Frederick Douglass. The meaning of the Fourth of July for the Negro. A speech given in Rochester, New York, July 1852. Our shared American history is one of call and answer. It is the struggle to define of the men and of the women who deserves to be treated as equal. Over the years, great American heroes have taken up the struggle to advance the question. It was the spring of hope, proclaimed that on the first day of January, in the year of our Lord, 1,863, all persons held as slaves within any state or designated part of a state, the people whereof shall then be in rebellion against the United States, shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free. Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, January 1, 1863. Although freedom for the slave was won with the defeat of the Confederacy in the Civil War, and later enshrined in the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, and although the 14th Amendment was soon adopted to guarantee equal protection under the law, that freedom, that equality, were short-lived. It was the winter of despair. Promises broken. In 1896, the Supreme Court, in its shameful decision of Plessy v. Ferguson, embraced the concept of separate but equal treatment of the races. State houses and courthouses across the nation embraced the separate clause While totally ignoring the equal clause, the era of Jim Crow was on and would physically and philosophically divide the peoples of our nation for over a hundred years. Who are we? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore, Send these, the homeless, tempest tossed, to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Lady Liberty, 1883. And so, for decades, we Americans admitted immigrants and asylum seekers by the millions from all over the world. Perhaps not always with open arms, but admit them, we did. We were the new promised land for generations of people all over the world seeking a better life for themselves and for their families. Doors closed. America first. Make no mistake about it, no matter what your political opinions may be, today we Americans live in uncertain times. We have been here before. This is nothing new. While we may have thought we had come through them, somehow, despite our best intentions, our tireless efforts, or perhaps because of a sense of complacency, we find ourselves yet again in uncertain times. The pendulum has swung hard, fast. Ours is a time in which the federal government recently claimed that the law required it to separate children from their families who come to our borders lawfully seeking asylum. Faced with public outrage and an adverse ruling from the federal district court, ours is nevertheless a time in which the federal government then ordered the armed forces and homeland security To prepare to detain indefinitely 20,000 men, women, and children who may come to our borders seeking legal asylum. Ours is a time when, as people of faith, we are called. We are called to ensure that our values of love, service, justice, and peace ring loud and clear in the national debate that will determine our future. From 1852, Frederick Douglass calls out to us today, loud and clear. I quote, a worship that can be conducted by persons who refuse to give shelter to the houseless, to give bread to the hungry, clothing to the naked, and who enjoin obedience to a law forbidding these acts of mercy is a curse, not a blessing to mankind. As Americans, let us today reconnect with our core values from our founding principles and turn to the beacons of light shining forth from our past. Let us be inspired. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless, tempest-tossed to me, I lift my lamp beside the golden door. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims' pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. The service begins... When the service ends, let us answer the call. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.